Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about Late 2S1 and Late2S2. Um, I didn't review many years ago in this movie, but I decided to review it again since I've seen it back to back. And you know, when you watch a lot of movies and you have a perception that it was good, and then you might look at it again and realize, you know, there was some mistake parts of the movie. Um, it's a horror movie. We should we should not care if there was mistakes. This is a horror movie, right? But sometimes when you get into the characters, you be like wondering. But still, either way, I do love Chrome Skull. Looking forward to part three. I heard part three possibly a prequel to the movie. But meanwhile, let's get started. Um, Late 2S1, when this movie first came out, before the DVD was ever released, I read the description of the movie. I heard nothing but good things about the movie. And um, I like how this character looked. So when it finally arrived on DVD on the release market, I was lucky to get this copy one week earlier, back when it was released a few years ago. It lived up to the hype to me. I, I consider Homeskull one of the new icons of horror. And to me, he did live up to the hype. Um, there was blood, there was gore, there was kill scenes like a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And um, it starts off with this woman. She wakes up in the coffin, don't know what the fuck is going on. And then she realizes that, hey, this killer's going after her. So she's on the run. She got picked up by this guy in the truck. And then Homeskull ended up getting her from his injury while the woman would hit him with a stick with the, with the pole in his eyes by mistake like it was just some funny shit you gotta see and I don't want to spoil it for whoever not seen it but it's really good though trust me so anyway woman on the run pretty much pretty much Holmes was chasing this girl and then whoever stands in Holmes goes way Holmes goes start killing those people too mainly he just want that one girl the girl has amnesia she can't remember who she is and she got like a little knock, knock on her head you know and as the story's gonna build up on who she really is towards the end and why she got that knock on her head. And um, it's just bloody and gory and it's just really good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, kill scenes definitely live up to hype guys, trust me, it really does. Who have not seen this movie yet, it, it's the real deal, trust me. Now I want to talk about Lake to Rest 2 and this is called Chrome Skull Lake to Rest 2, yeah, and both of them is unrated, the rest cut. Part 2 picks off right after part 1, with the two survivors of the movie, which was actually spoils a lot. I'm going to spoil this one because I have to continue talking about what happened in part 1 a little bit. But spoils, get ready for spoils right now, turn away. Actually, the girl survived, and there was a guy that helped her out, one of the um, guys in the store at the end of the movie that helped her out. Both survived in the movie. Defeated Chrome Skull, but then you got something mystery happen. And this is the point when 
report to kind of make me want to say like what the fuck and at the same time why would you want to make him like this you know um the ambulance one guy it looked like he went to his home school played by brian austin green mr Berry hills 90210 safe home school with the medical team they rehatched his face build him up while brian austin green's character take the knife and kill the first female survivor of the movie she's dead spoilers she's dead now finally but not by Combskull, by Ryan Austin Green's hand this time. Who's pretty much like a right hand to Combskull and his corporation. Yeah, corporation. I'm going to get to that part. Um, then, this, the main hero, there was two, there's a new hero in the movie. And a new, and a new hero movie, and a new hero in this movie. The hero's pretty much the survivor from the first movie. And I think that's the guy from the Secret Circle. I don't know if he plays um, Adam, I think. From Secret Circle, I think that's him. You know, the boy, the love interest of Cassie. Well, anyway, I'm not a part of the show, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, now, Chromeskull, this Chromeskull 2, right? Like, 2S2 actually have a backstory from Chromeskull, but I really did enjoy the backstory only because when you take the killer so seriously and then you put him in the position when he's like, pretty, pretty obvious that he had, this guy has money, he's the richest fucking killer, period, the richest person, one of the richest people, because... You gotta have a lot of fucking money if you're gonna want a little company, a corporation that's gonna back you up on your hobby of killing people. You know, he got a medical team, he got a doctor team, he hires an assistant, pretty much with Brian Austin Green, his right hand man. Also, he decided to fire his ass because he went overboard. Um, Dan Harris, one of his, another his assistant. Um, yeah, to me, even though the operation of fixing his face with the doctors and the nurses fixing his face up, and how you see the blood and look and gore in it. There's a lot of blood and gore. Trust me, the kill scenes are in this, and you got your action scenes too. Just like the first movie. So that's like a 10 right there. But it's just like that little backstory kind of like taken away from me a little bit. But get me wrong, I'm still a fan of the movie, still a fan of the movie, especially the character. But still, it takes it away a little bit because when you take him seriously, again, it kind of makes it look a little comical. Like, why does he have to be a rich ass serial killer? You know, like with a lot of money. And this is like a hobby thing for him. I mean, I'm close to the hobby thing, but still, to put him in a position where he's like a rich motherfucker, it's like, damn, okay. Shit, okay, wow. It makes me think like that. Anyway, so he's, while Chromeskull's healing his body, his, his face, Brian Austin, his cat, he must take it in his own hands to kill people. You know, because he wants to be just like Chromeskull, but he can't. And then, um, he killed the female victim, showed it to Chromeskull. Chromeskull got kind of pissed because he was like, you know what? He wanted to kill her. That's his game. So anyway, the cops get into the mystery of finding the first survivor's death, why she's dead. Start interviewing the male guy, the male survivor. And then they decided to take their own route to investigate Chromeskull. And then most likely Chromeskull's new headquarters is going to be in a warehouse building where they make chromes, you know, chrome. And the origin is that his Chromeskull mask was made there. And there's a cage with all the weapons and stuff, a lot of dead bodies in the coffee, pretty much like the first movie. And while Chrome Skull finally heals, he goes out on a killing spree. Meanwhile, before that scene, we got Ronnie Austin Green picked a new victim for him, down, I mean, down has character, picked a new victim for him, which is a white girl, blonde hair, wow, a blonde hair girl. At least in the first movie, it was brunette. <laughs> um, decided that this is a new game, and the girl has a bad history on her own, like she's going blind, and she's kind of depressed, so she got her own drama issue, but anyway, Chrome Skull starts killing his 
killing the people around her, and then she goes off on the run too, you know, like, pretty much she got captured and then she's on the run, and then Kosovo's gonna kill her and stuff, and um, everyone else is going to kill her gonna kill her too, because he got into the game, cops are dying, you know, blood and ghosts flying, um, all in all, I did like this movie, but the thing is, it's just that little backstory kind of kills it for me. It's like, I don't want him as a guy with a shitload of money that, hey, I can afford these people protecting me, protecting my hobby, while I'm having fun killing these people, while these people behind me covering it up for me. You know, to me, it kind of makes him kind of a little bit weak, you know what I'm saying? Let's be real, it makes him a little bit weak, and I don't like that, you know, I mean, but, you know, it went part of the story. Plus, you guys see your ending credits. They also have another backstory, which will be like, oh, fuck, really he is? Well, I'll tell you, since the movie is old now, I'll spoil that part for you also. At the credits, you found out that Kosko actually have a wife sitting at home waiting for him, and she's pregnant, and the woman decided to kill herself when she found out her husband, Kosko, is actually a serial killer killing people. Right? But, um, all in all, I mean, I, I, did, I did enjoy the movie out of the way, um, but still, even though I wanted like a better backstory for Kongskull, but I still enjoy it anyway, so there's no excuse in that. Um, Blood and Gore action, pretty much the same, but I would say more Blood and Gore, like, either way, more Blood and Gore 